All right. Good afternoon. Super kicking with Steven fans. Glad to have you on board. We got a few things to talk up this week. New champion emerging on AEW. We have the war of words between John Cena and Roman Reigns. We had Sasha Banks get a little help last night. And yeah, so Raw happened. We might see the end of RK Bro. Uh, NXT, we got a stipulation for a few match, a couple matches for TakeOver coming next Sunday. And we're ready for SummerSlam next Saturday, the 21st. Uh, I believe it is the first official event in Las Vegas, new Las Vegas's new stadium. So uh, I was wondering if they might have a preseason game that Sunday. Maybe that's why they had to bump it up to Saturday. But WWE will be the first people to have something happen. And so we got here right to my side of Greg coming on as well. Uh, Rocking is, is that a Sun jersey or do I need to even ask? Oh, this is a Wolfpack jersey. Oh, they represent Wolfpack. the hometown team, NC State. There we go. Yes, <laughs> sir. Sweet. <laughs> uh, how's your weekend going, Greg? Uh, it's been a good week, man. It's been a lot to uh, unpack. So much wrestling. Plus, another new show now. It watched Rampage. Uh, this is an the, hour. Yeah, I, I was thinking that too. That uh, <laughs> it, it was a very brisk, moving hour. So I was thankful for that. Um, the fights were hot last weekend. So you know it. We got uh, NFL going on full fledged now, so you know I'm a happy camper these days. Yeah, I don't know if uh, I could have done another two hour show on Friday night after two hours of SmackDown. That's a yeah, that's a lot to take, or else I'd have to catch it this morning or something. But because uh, I saw some people, I think they were thinking it was going to be two hours. I'm like, but I thought they said like an hour. So I was glad they went the one hour rate, and of course we saw a big change last night. So. And next week is going to be the uh, – I don't even know what to what to make of it. It's in the United Center. They said it's going to be one of their largest crowds. It's in Chicago. CM Punk has now said, Greg, he has a screening in Chicago that weekend. <laughs> uh, and Darby Allen again said, the best in the world. So – Somebody, somebody's joked like, watch QT Marshall come out too. You know, <laughs> culture personality. Some, you know, you're going to hear the CM Punk chants all night. And if they don't mm. deliver on him, I mean, you know, it. I don't know. Like it's, they're they're definitely they've built them up. So it's built up a lot. So, and I know we shouldn't have built it up, but when you have Darby Allen saying it, when you have it in Chicago. And you want it to be this big ass show? I mean, don't you? Ha you almost have to deliver, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. Um, they've, you know, wanted to keep it on the low, but they all want to get the uh, eyeballs too. So you can't have both. So you know, it's drop your little right? hands, I mean, drop your little teasers. There's nobody else. It's got to be. Yeah, everything is set up. They put it in Chicago for a reason, and uh, you know, Bull Stadium for a reason. So, you know, I mean, you could wait it out because all out, I think Rampage is there that Friday as well. But I feel like that'd be so close. So why, why wouldn't you just wait to all out if you're going to do it that time? But like now, I feel like you almost got to do. I mean, I guess you could pull off Daniel Bryan as well, because, I mean, he's probably one of the best in the world. But, you know, would people boo him? <laughs> would they <laughs> would they almost, you know, it feels like anybody but Punk. Yeah. Coming out 
is it's going to be like the Rey Mysterio thing at the Royal Rumble, you know, when everybody won Daniel Bryan in that 30 spot. So, yeah, you, uh, I don't know. Like, yeah. we wanted them to deliver on the, um, the barbed wire match, death match, and they kind of didn't. So now it's like you got this chance. <laughs> You're going to, you got to make it or break it. So uh, it's going to yeah. be, yeah. It, that that uh, Rampage episode is, uh, yeah. And like the video we got now. It makes the most sense to do it now because uh, if you wait till all out, you know, there's no chance of them having a match. So you break them out now, you get them in a program, and then when Let's all out happens. Right. Why would you come back if you didn't want a match? So it's, that's, I mean, that is, is true. Perfect yeah. way to set it up. Um, you know, he's going to come back to wrestle, too, not to be a commentator. An hour, and it's funny to think, like, uh, he's going to get paid a lot of money just to show up probably for, like, a five-minute thing, if that. You know, like, is it, you know, because it's an hour. So you want to, you know, and you haven't built up anything else yet. Like, last night, they had all the three matches set up, and we knew what was going on. So far, I don't think we have anything set up other than Darby Allen saying he'll be there. <laughs> so it's like... There's a, there's a lot of open-ended questions for that, but uh, let's get started with our week. So we did start with Monday Night Raw. Randy Orton was back. We'll kind of book in the ends there because the beginning of the night and the end of the night ties in. So Orton said there's the end of RK Bro, and, you know, Riddle's kind of dejected all throughout the night. Riddle comes out in the main event, which is AJ Styles and Randy Orton, another good match. You know, AJ Styles and Orton just work well together. And I feel like AJ works well with bigger guys mostly because uh, he could sell for them and they sell for him. It's just, it's a good pairing. Yeah. And um, I mean, honestly, when you think about AJ, I know AJ Styles still has a career at WWE, but like there's not many bad matches he's had. Like, you know, he he's always been in a good pot spot. Like I know we talk about guys getting misused, but whatever reason they really believed in AJ because he's always had good programs and good, you know, he's just worked well, but anyways, so Riddle comes out and kind of distracts, you know, almost, almost sorry. And gets Riddle or sorry, Orton to win, but we know that Randy Orton is a Viper. He works well by himself, RKO out of nowhere, and then just takes care of Riddle. And, uh, so, Greg, where are we going now? Are they officially done? Does Riddle try to make it up? You know, maybe try to get them a match against AJ and almost for the titles. Where are we going with this? Because we don't uh, want not... a SummerSlam match yet. I mean, well, it's, I feel like it'd be pushing. Like, you want to build this up if you're going to break them up for yeah. good. I'm not convinced that it's over. Um, yes. It's. Uh was kind of what I expected when Randy came back. You know, he's not going to, you know, thank Riddle for, you know, carrying on in his absence. Um, you know, that's not Randy being Randy. Randy being Randy is what happened at the end of the show. Um, I think all of us saw it coming a mile away. And, um, you know, the only question is, is he going to pull the trigger or not? Uh, he did. And that's you know, totally what I expected. But um, the fact that AJ and almost don't have a match for SummerSlam yet, and they're the champs, um, gives me question to doubt it. The fact that uh, after he uh, RK, RKO's him, uh, Riddle, that he just kind of kneels and 
pats him on the head and you know is that a kiss off or is that you know okay we're officially back now but you know you have to take this lick before you know i come back um your idea works also that you know he tries to get them a match for the championship at SummerSlam and sell it to randy that way um because as good as riddle's been since randy's been gone uh, you know, carry on with the power of the Viper in his veins. Uh, he's he's still a little dense. So it's uh, the fact that it's not sunk in completely yet or he's trying to, you know, build that, rebuild that bridge makes sense. And um, I think that uh, we end up seeing that match at SummerSlam with RK Bro against uh, AJ and Omos. And I feel like you'll just pull the trigger on the title change just to kind of almost give it a smoke and mirror type thing. And even if RK bro lose it on that Monday and then, you know, then they officially break up and then extreme rules is Orton and riddle. I think that it almost feels like it needs to happen. You know, I mean, let's face it is AJ and almost really working. They're working as a tag team the best they can, but at this rate, the tag team division is what it is. You know, I, you could give it to anybody at this rate, and it is, you know. So do you think – well, we'll worry about predictions later, but my idea is I I think you got to pull the trigger on them, getting the titles, even if it is for a day, <laughs> just to kind of, you know, <laughs> make it seem like – and then even they, they lose it that Monday night or, you know, whatever they – and then we're off to the race for Orton and Riddle at um, Extreme Rules because that feels, you know, like where we're going, but – uh, any thoughts, Greg? Not a prediction, but do you think they do need to pull the trigger on the title change for AJ and almost just to kind of make the storyline for Riddle and Orton keep moving along? Uh, I do think they need to, but I can also see a scenario where um, they get the match and uh, get the SummerSlam, lose. And they have such a hard fought battle that, you know, Riddle has Randy's full respect, you know, gives him a little shine at the end of the match while everybody's standing there cheering. And then Riddle hits Randy with an RKO. And there's your setup for their match at Extreme Rules. Because, yeah, we have talked about before. I feel like Riddle needs to be the aggressive one in the feud, you know, and ultimately get the best of it, I think. And I think that should happen. I think this, you know, it's kind of like the Damian Priest, like Riddle needs something that is going to put him at that next level, whatever level that, it, you know, we don't, not saying like main event level or, you know, but that it sounds dumb to say top tier mid card because you're still mid card, but you know, like that next step in his yeah. you know evolution. So um, some other stuff that happened. How about Baron Corbin, good old sad Baron Corbin, Greg, asking for not $1,000 like last night, (laughs) a freaking $100,000 from Drew McIntyre, which I'm sure Drew has it, but whatever. Like, you know, not just, you know, he's he's swinging for the fences. So gets a match with Drew. Uh, Drew kills him anyway. So any thoughts on sad Baron Corbin? We'll talk about last night and what our Mac or what Corbin did, which uh, is another step in his, whatever he is, you know, ultimately, I mean, does 
I feel like the ultimate end game for Mac or for Corbin is like back to NXT. Like, does that, I don't know. Like, what is the end game? Do you have any idea what this end game is for Corbin? <laughs> um, I've been trying to figure that out too. Um, I thought that uh, with him doing the mercenary thing, that he could just charge up front and then try to go and, you know, carry out the task like he did with, uh, with what, it was, what I was sensing with gender. Um, you know, you call him in, you pay him to go and beat up, you know, their enemy. And um, that's how he gets back on his feet. He becomes the mercenary Baron Corbin or something like that. Um, but it looks like that's not where it's going either. Because apparently if you lose, you don't get paid. So, well, could um, he be Regal's new enforcer? That's a possibility. You know, I mean, a, I'm thinking out loud. Position open. Like, yeah, that's, I mean, if. Because I don't know what else the end, like, you know, he's willing to take any job and it kind of gets him, you know, it gets him back. I mean, he's probably better suited in NXT right now. They probably need some guys down there. And I don't think he's doing, he's not doing anything on the main roster. So other than getting his ass kicked, which is fine, I guess. But, you know, but then again, Samoa Joe, like in his short time, like, we really like would we really take Corbin seriously as that Regal, you know, employee? Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe he just has to do whatever Regal asks, just because you know. Then we can kind of still have fun with it because it, it's probably hard to buy Baron Corbin as that Samoa Joe type, you know, where because Joe just did it so well in the in the two times three times you know short time that he was which we all knew was going to be a short time but uh yeah so anyways uh if you have any thoughts on you know like i said it i feel like you are getting released i mean i hate going that route but like you're writing them off like what else well the only other thing i could think of is that when somebody files bankruptcy you know chapter 11 there uh, all their debts and bills get wiped off the slate, and you go back to zero. You're, you know, starting from the bottom, but now you know, all your stuff isn't Rebuild. getting repossessed. So you're not losing yeah. everything, and so now he's free, and you know, maybe his his paychecks that he's getting for you know showing up on SmackDown, he gets to keep it. He gets to have some money now, and. Yeah. You know, he comes back and, you know, dance for joy and, you know, gets his music or whatever. And I did catch the little uh, five seconds of uh, interest music that he got before they realized, oh, crap, he's broke. <laughs> well, the best is Michael Cole. I just got news that Baron Corbin <laughs> is on his mom's cell phone plan. And I'm like, well, like right. we're really going to go that deep into this? Like, yeah, so... But anyways, good win for Drew. Uh, he will be, I believe it's official. I thought they said on Twitter that Drew and Jinder will go at it um, on SummerSlam. So far, no Punjabi prison, but it makes you wonder. <laughs> we still got the go-home show. Not that I'm crossing my fingers, Greg, but you never know. <laughs> it feels like they could pull out some uh, stipulation yeah. there. So, uh, Karen Cross defeated Jeff Hardy. I don't know what I still don't know what they're doing. Like 
I guess they realize we just got to give Karrion Cross some wins. You know, ultimately it's all about the, the takeover match next Sunday. Yeah. And it still sucks. We can't, it's like, you know, we can't bring it up. <laughs> it's like a hush topic on Raw. You know, even though all the brands are connected, but, you know, so, any th- and then he put the um, the cross jacket again on Hardy. Any thoughts, you know, on beating Jeff Hardy? Does Jeff Hardy come back and win? Or should Kerry Cross just keep killing him? <laughs> yeah, well, they've already screwed the pooch on this one, you know, with uh, him losing the first match. He just come in and either beat down a job squad for four or five weeks or beat Jeff Hardy in the first one. And yes. then Jeff's going, I need my rematch and, you know, take they a second go at him and still lose. It would be better for, you know, his NXT matchup plus his uh, raw appearance. Yeah. And uh, they've screwed it up so bad. And it looks like they're trying to make it up on the fly by uh, having him get that win back. But, you know, he's the last guy you need the 50-50 book. You know, if he's coming up as a monster heel, he needs to look like it. And, um, yeah, I, I'm, I feel bad for Samoa Joe because he's definitely taking some shine off his match uh, with Cross to take over. And I feel bad for, for Cross because, you know, he deserves better too. Um, you know, they're, a, they're having a uh, hard time getting – viable acts for us to get behind to, you know, either cheer or boo. And they're, you know, missing the mark with uh, it's been Cross pretty right quiet now. for him, like yeah. out in the audience. I mean, yeah. it, I don't, it's going to take a lot. Like if they say they're going to put Scarlet with him, she's going to have to do a lot to like rebuild him on the fly as well. Like you said, so, uh, cause, and they probably need to put her like right after that and, you know, have her debut with him after that. Um, takeover match almost like a reset you know whether you know however we do that <laughs> I don't know but you know so um, Alexa Bliss defeated Drew Drop we had Lily play a part she gave a little wink uh, in the corner of the match to Drew Drop which caused a distraction so I still think we'll probably get Carmella or sorry I keep getting Carmella and Eva Marie I'm doing <laughs> it again this week Greg you love some Carmella, don't you? I guess. She is the most <laughs> beautiful woman in WWE. Blah, blah, blah. Eva Marie and Alexa Bliss, I think, would be the plan for SummerSlam. But it feels kind of late in the game. So do you hold it off? Maybe maybe do a rematch. Do drop wins, but Eva Marie takes the credit. Uh, which direction do you think we go for SummerSlam? Or do they just hold it off You know, this Monday and next Monday, Greg? For the whole um, Eva Marie, do drop Alexa Bliss stuff. Yeah, it, there'll be a. It won't be a match. It'll be a another promo segment. Maybe a, a jump in the backstage. You'll jump in her black, mm-hmm. backstage um, to set the stage for SummerSlam. Um, so it'll be hands off on this one, but you know we'll get to the match and get it done with. Who do you think gets the match? Is it Dewdrop versus Alexa at SummerSlam or Eva Marie versus Alexa at SummerSlam? Uh, good question. Just the fact that we haven't seen Eva Marie do anything herself kind of leads me to believe she's not going to do this either. 
Or maybe they announced it's Steve Marie and then she subs in Dewdrop. Dewdrop. And this would be a good place for Dewdrop to turn. Yeah. Yeah, especially if she loses. Because you could have Eva Marie try to blame her for the loss. But it's really was Eva Marie's match. So, yeah. Yeah, right. She interferes and it goes wrong. Yeah. And, and like we said, I away. think a big moment at SummerSlam would be bigger than Raw. Um, even yeah. though they tend to hold off the, the turns at Raw. But, I mean, then again, we did see the Nikki Bella big old turn at SummerSlam. So, maybe we will get this. But uh, Sheamus defeated Ricochet. You know, not much to talk about there because Damian Priest defeated John Morrison. You know, we brought up before those two guys, Damian Priest, Sheamus. This is really going to be a good coming out party. I'm hoping for Damian Priest um, at SummerSlam to kind of, you know, get a title, get a good match, and, you know, finally move up move up the ladder. Uh, Greg, how about T-Bar taking out Ali, hmm. even though Ali was presented with a brand-new jacket from – Mansoor, but we had T-Bar pick up the win, and then Mason T-Bar were going to do the high justice, but Mansoor fought them out. So does Ali kind of start turning towards Mansoor's side to kind of, you know, turn the tide and realize that maybe Mansoor's right about things? That's what it looks like. It's what it felt like watching it. But it shouldn't go that way. Yeah, that that they should, <laughs> he's leading towards the uh, good side for a minute. He has a it's a glimpse into the other side, but is he gonna go with it or believe my side still better? So, you know, he's the pendulum in this whole thing. So, um, but for this week, it felt like they were he was leaning towards the side of you know being a face. So, yeah, this whole storyline's think- a little confusing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, because I think that, like I said, I think they want to try to make Ali go back face. I mean, he can, I know he can do it because he did on 205 Live. Him and Cedric had that really good feud where they were just, you know, two rivals going at it. So, and like we said, we need tag teams. <laughs> we need cohesive tag teams. So, I mean, you know, it is, you know, it is what it is. I think this doesn't end up anything on SummerSlam. Maybe, maybe a kickoff match. They haven't really talked about kickoff matches for SummerSlam, but, you know, this could be something um, for that. Uh, Goldberg, or sorry, Bobby Lashley, you know, said Goldberg's all but done. He doesn't want Gage ringside. So my thinking is, Greg, if Gage is ringside for this match, Goldberg wins. (laughs) If Gage isn't ringside, then Goldberg loses. Any thoughts on that end? Or what are you thinking about? Do you think Gage plays a part in this? match for Goldberg and Lashley? Uh, I don't. Usually the kids aren't involved for very long, especially when they're that young. Um, you know, even the, the whole aspect with uh, Braun Strowman and Nicholas. We only saw Nicholas in that one event <laughs> when they won hey, the championship. Hey, Dolly played a big role in the custody battle for himself. Don't forget that, though. <laughs> True, and then true. to see a punk stuff with uh, Aaliyah and Dominique with uh, CM Punk was like saying happy birthday uh, with the Mysterio family. That was pretty, yeah. So uh, I'm curious because Gage is probably what we what do we think 16 at yeah, most? I think they say he was 15. 15, okay. I mean, he looks like he's he looks more built than me though. Him and Goldberg must have been training together lately because uh, he's definitely built, but yeah, it should be interesting to see if Gage is there 
ringside for the match. And if that does play, or like you brought up, maybe Big E cashes in because, well, now that we don't know, <laughs> now that Big E's case is gone, <laughs> you know, we'll have to bring that up. So, and then of course, um, Nikki Ash and Rhea Ripley in it in no contest because Charlotte, you know, had to get involved. And those three ladies, I'm just curious to see how the match will play out. I honestly don't know which direction it's going to go because. <laughs> You know, do we just give up the title on Nikki Ash already? Do they, you know, give it back to Rhea? Uh-oh, Brittany's in the chat. There we go. Can't wait hey, for Brittany. Brittany to join us uh, next week for the the um, SummerSlam prediction. She's been researching very hard, I've heard. So glad to have you in the chat, Brittany. And, uh, yeah, definitely keep your comments coming. But, uh, Greg, what kind of – do you think – I'm scared this is going to be like a – hot mess because <laughs> you know the feud feels like a hot mess maybe the match will deliver maybe i'm just uh under uh, uh it's not maybe i'm under appreciating it or giving it a lower expectation what do you think about this match that's going to happen at SummerSlam? yeah i don't uh and not completely in the same boat as as you are is i think it's the match will be a good match. They've just done okay. a horrible job of promoting it, building it, making it something that we can buy into. Um, the Nikki Ash story has been interesting. Um, I've still been watching her matches closely than I normally would just to see what type of reaction she's been getting yeah. uh, from the crowd. And it seems, you know, very, very positive. Um, but is it because she is really bringing them together or because we hate the Charlotte and Rhea dynamic so much at this point that anybody could be in there and we'd be rooting for them to, to win. Um, And what will Vegas, like the Vegas crowd, you wonder, like, will they try to be a, uh, a Mark crowd? Will they just try to, you know, crap on her? like a Chicago crowd type deal or New York, like, cause you know, it's, it's a gimmick that you have to, I think you either have to love or hate, <laughs> you know, there's no in between mm-hmm. with superheroes, you know, people love yeah. superheroes or people don't. I mean that, you know, I, like I watch superhero movies, but I don't like, I'm not going to go out and get a Superman tattoo on my arm. <laughs> like, you know, it's not that diehard for me. So I'm interested to see, like you said, how the crowd reacts. Cause we, yeah. uh, I'm, we haven't had a show in Vegas in a while and with it being, you know, kind of the first show in this new stadium, you know, it'll be kind of interesting what kind of crowd favors who, you know, we almost feel like it'll just go back all between, you know, some people start cheering for Charlotte, Charlotte, some go cheer for Rhea, some cheer for, you know, Nikki, like it's going to be a split, a three-way, you know, split between them, just depending on how the match goes and if we even have any real feel for who who is the favorite in this match because right now i don't know <laughs> i need to see um if the booking odds have you know who's favored because it feels like it just be a push yeah yeah because i mean uh, any lady needs the title right now too. well not i guess not charlotte but Rhea probably needs a title and nikki needs a title yeah the best story would be nikki keeps it because 
she found a way to do it, and if if they're not going to punt on this superhero uh, thing a month after then she, she wins it, going. then yeah. she needs to keep it. Yeah, and give some merch for it because I mean, at this rate, you know, I could see kids wanting to buy the mask or you know a T-shirt with it. So uh, I'll be curious to see. They do have a Lashley Goldberg like the half face. Like, you know, mm-hmm. um, UFC sometimes does the half and half. So they got yeah. that rocket already for the merch. But uh, I haven't seen any Nikki Nikki Ash merch yet. So we'll see. I mean, it did take the Dirty Dogs thousands of years to get their <laughs> merch. So maybe Nikki should not be holding out any hope. So um, so that was Raw. And, yeah, no, you know, we're just moving along to SummerSlam. We'll kind of see what the go-home show does. Um you know, and see where things go. Uh, NXT. Oh, let's do a quick break because I always got to remember to get these breaks in. And we'll do the first uh, elite performance break and kind of give you some elite performance talk. And uh, yeah, get back to NXT that happened on Tuesday night. ready to go we'll talk about nxt we kicked off the night with dakota kai and saray and uh i think saray is starting to kind of grow on me with her ring work uh that kick to the the bottom rope i mean that still looks <laughs> i mean it wasn't as good as the gg one but it still looks pretty good so i'm glad they let her unleash that because it it feels like a really you know strict a strong move uh we also had raquel gonzalez come out and, you know, try to fight off Dakota Kai. It probably still feels funny to think that the smaller girl is the heel when you think about this. But it makes sense because Raquel is built built up as a good girl. <laughs> Got a face in this feud. So, um, you looking forward to the match, Greg? And do you think Dakota Kai pulls off the upset? I am looking forward to it. Um, it's unlike the... Uh... Raw situation, it has been built up really, really well. It has been a uh, candle with a very long wick. <laughs> and it's been able to uh, play out and get layers upon layers upon layers. And you've seen in those uh, that package that Dakota ran um, explaining why she did it makes perfect sense. And that's what we want. We want some storytelling that we can follow. That's easy. You know, it doesn't need to be, you know, Sudoku. We don't need to be killing our brain that much to figure out why. It just needs to be basic and simple to follow. And that makes it interesting. Um, and they've done that with these guys. It's uh, shaped up to be a great match. It's given enough time for Raquel to emerge as a dominant female 
a dominant champion, and it's just given Dakota more time to show her heel tendencies, her heel um, capability, and that she will do anything to you know get what she wants, and that makes everything uh, perfect for this matchup, and the timing is right right now. So um, I'm excited to see this match. I do believe that uh, we're going to see a new champion. That's where I'm like split. I don't know which, like, you feel like you go either direction. Because uh, it still feels like Raquel just won it. <laughs> like, it still feels kind of fresh, which is good, uh, even though, you know, it's been a little bit. So uh, next up, and we kind of talked about this last week. So now we officially, LA Knight defeated Andre Chase. Not much there, but... Uh, Million Dollar Man showed up. So the stipulation now for the match between LA Knight and Cameron Grimes is the Million Dollar title will be won by Cameron Grimes if he wins. And did they say his freedom or did they just say the title? Because I still keep forgetting if they said that. Yeah, he, he gets his freedom. Not naturally. Well, Cameron Grimes is pretty much off the hook because yeah. he either wins. way, he's going to be yeah. a free man. Um but now they've added in Million Dollar Man, which I had brought up last week, like saying maybe Million Dollar Man could be manager. Now they're saying Million Dollar Man will be the butler for LA Knight. And it makes you wonder if ultimately they want Million Dollar Man with LA Knight because Million Dollar Man is a heel ultimately. But I, once again, I don't know which way to go, which is good. So, Greg, do we like this stipulation? Because I do, obviously, because I thought of it last week. <laughs> well, I've been loving this whole program. You know that. Yeah. Um, yes. And so anytime these guys are on TV, I'm there for it. I'm not doing anything else. Don't talk to me. Don't call me. Don't do anything. Um, I'm looking at it a little bit different. And this is me booking it and hoping that they are on the same wavelength as I am. Um you know, Cameron Grimes, I expect to, you know, get the championship and the mil- and have um, Million Dollar Man be his, you know, new manager, which is going to set LA Knight up for the main roster. Because why have the man with the Million Dollar Championship and the guy who builds himself as the Million Dollar Megastar on the same show, Buttonheads, and even if they're not in a direct program with each other, you know, they're going to have separate segments during the show at some point. So who do you move LA Knight to? You know, there's, you know, do you throw them into the championship scene, which is already very crowded? Do you throw them into the North American scene, which is not as crowded, but more confusing? Um, Or do you do... Especially if that promo... Yeah, or do you do the better thing and move him up to the main roster and he takes Miz straight off out of his time slot and, you know, becomes the uh, biggest mouthpiece on yeah. on uh, SmackDown, which is what I want. And um, On SmackDown or Raw? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Okay. He needs he, just, he okay. needs to be there. He needs to have his talk show. He needs the mic in his hand because he is money yeah. when he has the mic in his hand. Because you could do a talk show for him if you think you're not ready to put him with a feud yet. 
you could do a couple weeks, like maybe not Alistair Black type where he's whoever knocks on my door, but you know, like you could do, you know, a couple segments and see what, where do you think things are fitting in for him? So, you know, if they call him up, that's fine. I mean, I, it seems like he's ready. I think he's probably wants to be on the main roster because that's ultimately anybody's goals. So, um, yeah, and that, I'd be fine with that. Uh, Gigi Dolan picked up a win. She looked pretty darn good. But I, of course, want to talk about the Undisputed finale. So now it's going to get uh, best out two, three fall, two, two out of three falls. So I love it that Kyle Riley's like, I'm going to think outside the box and make it a straight-up match. And I'm like, <laughs> and then we have um, Adam Cole say, no, I'm going to make a street fight. And then ultimately... You know, you brought up Hell in a Cell, but of course they're going to go the old school steel cage if it goes to three. Part of me doesn't want to go to three just because I get tired of the, you know, one-to-one. But let's face it, other than what, Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar, I think wasn't that Brock dominated like 2-0 or something like that in the Iron Man. Like it usually goes yeah. out of three falls. So, um I would have liked to see a little more creativity with it. Like the street fight, I guess they'll be able to do something with, but we've already seen the unsanctioned match, which was a street fight. So what more can you do there? And then to make the first match a straight up like wrestling match, which they already did at take or um, uh, great American bash. So you've already seen the two matches that they just said. So ultimately they just got to finish it in a steel cage. Cause that's the only thing that really can make this different. But I guess you could have the different people win. I think, you know, you have Adam Cole win the first fall. Kyle, or, sorry, Kyle Riley win the first fall. Adam Cole win the second fall. And then whichever direction you go, the last fall. So uh, do you like the stipulations, Greg? Or would you like to see a little more out-of-the-box thinking? Um, I don't have a problem with it. Um I get the logic behind it because you can't do, uh, you know, first fall, no DQ, second fall, falls count anywhere, third fall, you know, case, yes, it's all too yeah, much the same. Yeah, don't do the Yeah, the no DQ versus a street fight, like, or no holds bar is like, that's just yeah. an oxymoron. Yeah, you so. can't have all the matches be the same. So, yeah. It's just a different name to it. So I get it why they did it that way. Um, and there's not much room to put separation between the different types of matches that you're going to get. Um, so I, I get why they did it. Um, I think the ball was dropped by Regal because it would have been a great time to introduce Hell in a Cell to NXT. You know, we've seen it a million times on main roster now, but we've never seen it in NXT. And so this would be the special type of match that would have deserved a hell in a cell. And, you know, Unless on the same wavelength. <laughs> that's true. But, Maybe, I don't, you know. Like, uh, I, I get what you're saying. Or I thought war games, but then like the double cage. Maybe they yeah. could bring that out, but, you know. I can just build it inside the arena, I mean, but. Yeah. Um, you know, he's on his, that thought line with uh, having a in a cage, you know, we're just putting a little bigger cage. 
So <laughs> that's where I think the ball was dropped by Regal and not by, you know, the sequence of matches. And not a kennel from hell match. With right. Food. <laughs> <laughs> so Pepe. <laughs> um, uh, real quick, I did what we, you mentioned it, the promo of Hit Row burning the lucha mask of Legado when we thought they were the faces in this mat and this whole feud. That doesn't seem like a face thing to me. I don't know. Like, so what do you think about that promo? I like the promo. Okay. It was, uh, they love their fire barrels because they did that with McAfee. I think they've done that with DIY. So they really love the fire mm-hmm. in a barrel promo, but I yeah. just didn't get the logic behind it. Cause if we're building up hit row as the good guys, I didn't think you want to trash their heritage that much. Well, they're not the good guys, but they're the group that the fans are going to be on the side okay. of. <laughs> well, that's yeah, so, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not a real defined line, I guess. Yeah. Right. And uh, yeah, it's it was a great promo. I loved the promo. It was dark. It was gritty, and you know they wanted you know payback for. Uh, Legato will get the best of them the week before. So, that's true. you know, if you have, you know, two rival gangs going at each other is what I expect to see. And that's what, what we're getting right now. So I'm loving it. It's different. It's uh, different. It's different from uh, what we've been seeing. And just having two dark sides squat at each other every now and then is not a bad idea. And I can't remember. Did they announce anything for TakeOver? For these two groups, or is it going to be played out over NXT TV? I can't remember yeah. what the structure will be. Nothing's been announced yet. Okay, that I believe. I guess we'll, so. I'm gonna I'm gonna assume probably on TV in the next few. Like, I guess you could still do it next week and announce something. But yeah, uh, Odyssey Jones. Yeah, yeah, like an all out, whatever, all titles online and stuff like. Well, yeah. So, um, Odyssey Jones defeated Trey Baxter. We kind of predicted Odyssey Jones would move on. Uh, Boa defeated Drake Maverick. I guess the big news there was uh, Mei Ying played a big part in it. And we have not seen Zia Lee on TV. Uh, mm-hmm. Any thoughts there, Greg, about is Zia Lee headed for the main roster? Because she wrestled a dark match there a couple weeks ago, and we haven't seen her on TV since. So do you think they're build her up for the main roster and then Meg Ying is going to wrestle even though she looks like an old elderly woman. So I don't know what, I don't know what she'll do, but um, you know, Boa defeats Drake Maverick, uh, poor Drake Maverick. <laughs> like you talk about job squad. That's uh that's what he's at. So uh, yeah. um, I have at it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's no, Convoluted. I thought the same thing when I was watching that match. It's like, okay, we haven't seen Zia Lee since she lost her tail. And so uh, now boys not come now boys coming out by themselves, you know, they used to escort each other uh, to the ring. So it smells like ring uh, main roster. And so she's already doing dark matches, it would make sense. They need they need more people. Um, please give me somebody other than Charlotte and Rhea and 
and Nikki. So it's it makes sense, you know, add some flavor to the division. Um, well, we're gonna get Aaliyah. Don't worry, Greg. We're gonna get Aaliyah to save the day. Oh, we're 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 safe. We're good then. Yeah, um, yeah. Aaliyah. <laughs> Probably about six years too late for her on the main yeah. roster. Uh, Mei Ying. She reminds me of uh, the great Kabuki. So yes. Okay. I'm, I'm wondering if it's going to be something like like that. If she actually gets in the ring and um, decides to do something, you know, she handled Mercedes Martinez pretty easily. So she's got that kind of otherworldly Mortal Kombat-ish vibe to her. So, you know, yeah. maybe that's yes, the that's play. That's a very good uh, comparison to Mortal Kombat. Thing. I, yeah, uh, and but then you almost feel like they'll need somebody to fill in. Maybe they turn Saray. I mean, we think Saray needs something, so maybe they could kind yeah. of convince her to be a killer. It feels like every every Asian wrestler they got becomes a killer. Uh, we haven't seen Io Shirai either. Well, and Zoe Stark, the the women's tag team champions. So whatever that. Well, they did the the dinner, and Zoe Stark did not like the food, but yeah. Uh, and then finally, uh, we saw Pete Dunn defeat Ija, or I, w- I knew I was going to mess up his name, Dragunov. <laughs> I knew I was going to mess up his name, which was kind of surprising. I thought they might have Dragunov pick up the win. Now, ultimately, he chases off Walter and then holds up the title, which is going to totally go against my prediction because that means Walter's probably going to kill him. But uh, Dragunov, I did not, I did not think we'd ever see him on NXT TV before you know, rest, uh, take over 36, but uh, we saw him, gave a good promo with him and Pete Dunn. Good, mm-hmm. strong, <laughs> physical match between the two. So I wonder if we're going to integrate NXT UK a little bit more, especially if maybe they're not going to run live or like run uh, NXT UK show, like a takeover show. This is a good way to get some of the talent on takeover, you know, and kind of, you know, mix the the NXTs a little bit. So, uh, what do you think, Greg, about the the main event and Dragonoff on NXT TV? I love it. Um, love Dragonoff. Uh, I haven't seen much of him, but the, what I have seen has been awesome. Um, he had a match with uh, Cesaro mm-hmm. uh, before the pandemic happened, which was off the chain. And he topped that with an even better match against Finn Balor um, on a UK pay-per-view. And it was above five stars. It was an amazing match. Um, They flashed back to his first match with Walter, which was another killer match. So this dude does nothing but have amazing matches. Um, He's so much different from what we're used to seeing on WWE television. Um, his intensity, the way he goes at it. Uh, like I said, I haven't watched enough UK to figure if he's a heel or a face, but for yeah. the sake of this rivalry, he's the face. But he has a level of intensity and fire that you don't see in faces right now. Um, yeah, we need, we need a lot more of that UK style like you said, yeah, in on the main roster especially. I mean, Drew brings it every time, but yeah, if you could bring like a Pete Dunn, you know, tap, you know, 
Shinsuke, if they can let him go back to his strong style type stuff, you know, just let some hard hitting matches. I mean, we've seen Daniel Bryan get chopped to hell by Roderick Strong at that Royal Rumble. So, yeah, just, you know, Sheamus, obviously always hard hitting, but uh, I I like the crossover. I think it really can help both brands. Like I said, if we're not going to be able to do show big shows in the UK for a little bit, you know, you can get a match or two of an UK, maybe they have the women's UK title defended next month or, you know, at the next takeover to kind of build that up. So, um, yeah, so that was take or sorry, that was NXT. Now we're building into Wednesday. Uh, we'll just kind of move along. I don't want to tie rampage of dynamite too much in, but it almost feels like we should just with the Kenny Omega stuff, but we'll kind of give each per each segment its own breath. Uh, the first match of the night on dynamite saw, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks go against Dante Martin and the Seidel brothers. This was all Dante Martin's coming out party. And it's so crazy to think he's not even 21. Like, he's doing stuff that, you know, both of us probably only wish we could do. (laughs) And, and, you know, at our age. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, he, this felt like it was all to build up him. Really strong match. You know, obviously the Young Bucks and Omega win. Uh, then we have the Elite promo, but Christian Cage comes out there, Jurassic Express. And, you know, we're just building up all the Rampage match. So what did you think about the first match of the night, Greg, for the Young Bucks, Omega versus Dante Martin, the Seidel brothers? Yeah, was not excited about it when they announced it. But, uh, yeah, that match got me. That was an amazing match. And Dante Martin, holy crap. I mean, we'd seen him in uh, top flight with his brother um, go against the Bucks, and that was a great match too. Yes. But that happened so long ago, we'd had time to forget about it. And aside from that, we've only seen him on Dark. Um, But this was definitely his showcase. He was the star of the show for the whole night, Uh, aside from maybe Bray Baker. But... This guy, holy crap, he was doing some things, and it got me thinking towards the end of that match that he may sneak out a quick pinfall on Kenny. That's um, what I was wondering. The way he was getting out of those one-winged angels, and the counters were so different that we haven't seen before. Um, he did a move I've never seen it before where uh, he's standing between Kenny and the ring rope, he puts his foot on the bottom rope and flips over Kenny's head and lands behind him. Yeah. That was a move I've never seen anybody do. That just um, feels like backward, backyard stuff that you just practice and practice and hope you don't right. hurt, you know, kill yourself. But uh, then now you're able to do it in a ring. Yeah, it, it was so amazing. That, that blew me right there. It, I was totally floored by this guy and how good he was and, I would love to see a you know one on one match with, with these two. Just you know, think wonder if they might to accomplish. I was gonna yeah, say you know, down I, the road. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it won't hurt him to lose because you know you just get a match with Kenny Omega. So, um, especially if you have a pissed off Kenny, like if he keeps losing right. all of his titles. So, uh, yeah, I thought they might sneak off the win too. It, you know, there was a there's that real brief like almost three count. I'm like, well, they're just going to pull the trigger on it. Cause why not? I mean, you could throw it on a rampage episode. Now, now that you have an extra yeah. hour, 
if you're only going to do three matches and maybe a promo or what you know maybe four matches if you can kept them short or too long you know in some promo time like why not so um yeah uh daniel yeah. garcia got defeated by darby allen the big story there is that we'll see darby and sting against 2.0 matt and jeff <laughs> uh not the hardys but 2.0 so i guess you know it it'll be interesting to see sting kind of first match you know into on tv on tnt in a tag team, even though I thought he was on, didn't he already have a match on TNT that they already talked about? Or am I misremembering? Anyways, but that it felt like they were building this up as the first time he's gonna wrestle on TNT, but I could have sworn he did. But anyways, like did him in against Ethan Page and Scorpio? Yeah, it may have been on a, a pay per view though. Maybe that was only, my right? only thinking. Um, uh, so we'll see. It was, we'll see where this goes. I, I think it's going to be a fun, you know, crash and party, you know, just a real quick match. But we'll, you know, we'll see how 2.0 really, how they're fitting in on the roster now, now that they'll get an actual match. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if they can actually wrestle because I'm still not. We really uh, haven't seen them. Ten percent <laughs> sold on these guys, right? We've only yeah, seen them do a backstage segments, yeah. And um, you That's know, it. who knows? Maybe they can, uh, you know, convert us and have us believe they can actually, you know, do something in the ring. They've been together and a team for, you know, over a decade or however long they have been. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not excited about it, but again, I wasn't excited about the first match, and look what happened. Uh, but going back to that for a second, where yep. you mentioned the uh, whole business with Christian and everything, um, I think I got the validation that I expected when they announced that uh, Kenny was going to be defending against Christian and the crowd booed. That, uh, you know, nobody oh, got wow. time for that. Um, and so it's, I thought that was uh, really interesting. But, um, We'll get and more I'll, into that. I wonder we'll if last night we'll turn the tide. Yeah. Because the crowd was all in, but we'll we'll get into that. Because <laughs> now, then again, it is a Chicago crowd, though. And you never, we never know with Chicago crowds, honestly. So you do wonder which direction they'll go. Because the crowd was way into last night. But that's, you know. Uh, speaking of things I wasn't really into, uh, best friends and Hardy family, office. Yeah. You know, they fought Hardy won, <laughs> and, you know, not much. Then Niall Rose got taken out by Chris Statlander in a very quick match. I mean, you almost had to not blink before that match was over. Because uh, I do think we're building up Chris Statlander, especially after last night's, get, you know, um, shenanigans. Uh, any thoughts? We, I kind of combined those two. So, Greg, you can talk about those two if you'd like. No, um, I'm. Just, I don't love the best friends. I'm. I'm in it for Orange Cassidy's ankle kicks of doom. Yeah, that's that's what I want to see when the when the best friends are out there, and uh, didn't get it this time. But um, you know, it, it is takes the it right is. team against them to seem to bring them out. Like yeah. the the stuff with Proud and Powerful, that really brought out a different. You know. Yeah. And the Hardy family off like. I feel like private party is nothing now. 
Like, just think where they were at the start of, you know, AEW and getting the win over the Bucks. And seemingly, do you think the, mm-hmm. the has the pairing with Jeff, uh, sorry to say Jeff Hardy, with Matt Hardy, has it kind of killed their momentum at all? Or do you think it's their own? I know the pandemic kind of derailed their momentum, but what do we think about private party? What, like, what, what happened to them? <laughs> yeah, turning him heel was a bad idea. Um, they were getting over on their own, and um, you know, we were liking the swagger. We were liking, uh, the, I've got the name of the tall one, but doing his thing with the tails on, yeah. and uh, you know, they were getting over on their own merit. But once they turned heel and joined Hardy's, you know, they've lost all their juice, nobody is really buying now. Um, I still like them for you know what they do. Um, I love their moveset. The gin and juice, I think, is a great uh, combo finisher. Um, but it's it's fallen flat since they've joined the Hardys. And, you know, because you've just taken away their his... personalities. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's all about Matt. <laughs> uh, shout out to, to Tony Schiavone, the best line of the night. Um was when uh, well, I think I was, that was actually on Rampage, but the uh, the hand in the pockets. Yes. Uh, that on, that was on Rampage, wasn't it? No, no, that oh. was no. Because remember, that was that was that match. Oh, Orange, Orange Cassidy, Cassidy got the ring. Matt Hardy's hands right. in his pockets. Right. I told you, buddy. But all his hands been in other guys' pockets for a while now. Yes. Yes. I was like, yep. All right. Okay, that was a great line. So that was uh, that was the spot that got me right there, but exactly. Otherwise, they put on the whole match. No ankle uh, picks of doom. Shame on you, Orange Cassidy. Yeah, and even yeah, and that I mean, like I said, with best like I like the best friends. I think like, but it just takes the right program for them to really show their best side, and I don't think this is doing it right now. Uh, Britt Baker always shows her best side though, and it's funny because. She cut a fan-friendly promo, <laughs> even though we saw it last night. I wonder if they are going to go back and heal her up after, you know, the shenanigans of last night. So, um, not – I mean, if you want to if you want to talk about promo, I, I don't really have much thoughts. I thought it was a fine promo. And then Velvet out there, you know, stirring it up. So, and then we saw the match last night, and we'll get into that later. But uh, any thoughts on Britt Baker's promo there, Greg, um, on Wednesday night? Oh, man. Uh- Goosebumps, man. That pop she got when she came out just it got it gave me goosebumps all over. Um, as a, a performer myself, um, I know what it's like to walk out on stage in front of you know thousands of strangers and you know get them on your side and you know have them cheering and rooting for you. It's the biggest rush in the world, and with them being in Pittsburgh and you know that's what they're waiting for all night. And even for a, a promo segment, that uh, place is going to go bananas. And they did. And uh, as soon as she came out, that roar, you know, coming through my sound bar, you know, goosebumps all over. Uh, loved it with so much. With terrible towels. <laughs> yeah, with the terrible towels. So great promo. I loved that whole segment. <laughs> uh, Dark Order takes, a, takes another loss. They lose to the Good Brothers. 
but it does feel like we're splintering the Dark Order, and I, that's it's that's going to be telling. Like, what do we do with those guys? Because it feels like Grayson and Evil Uno, you know, they're kind of starting to realize they need to be on their own. Maybe you have John Silver, Alex Reynolds on his own. I don't know what you do with five and ten. And then Anna J. We haven't seen Anna J back on TV yet. I believe she's healthy. Um, so we'll see if uh if she shows back up on TV. Maybe she's the glue that brings it all back together. Do you think mm-hmm. she could be the not necessarily leader, but she's the piece that's been missing from them? Mm, you know, no. Um, here's the thing. They do need to break up the dark order. Um Uno and Grayson need to do their own thing. Silver and Reynolds need to do their own thing. And then the other nameless, faceless um, guys can join when the new dark entity comes into uh, AEW. The House of Black? Bray Wyatt. Oh. That's right. <laughs> and, so Bray Wyatt you know, is new. Okay. Right. He comes in, rebuilds them in the proper image. You know, of dark and evil, and you know, no more smiley, happy, um, goofiness going on. Um, and then they can just kind of be clones, uh, you know, ministry of darkness kind of thing, and bring them back to what they wanted the dark order to be at the beginning. So that's kind of what I see happening with the splintering it needs to splinter it needs to break off and have their high profile guys go their own way and then the clones stay together and assimilate with um with Wyatt when he comes through and that's yeah I, I can get into that um yeah just as long as we don't do like dark order black and white dark order purple and gray <laughs> dark order you know red and black like um yeah I I'm, you know, like you said, I think just as they don't go back, like as long as Grayson and Uno don't go back to the whole that minions thing that they had, and that was just that was just dumb. Like that was, you know, when um when uh evil Uno would sit on like they'd form like a chair for him, and I'm like, okay, this is just too much. Like I don't I don't get it, but um yeah, it's you know it is what it is. All right, I saw a post that said. that was questioning if WWE had possession of the um, of the name the Wyatt family, in the sense that I'm sure they do. I mean, if they got Bray Wyatt's name, I could imagine. Yeah, yeah, but the fact that they could put Bray and um, Rowan uh, together and um, It'd be the perfect passing of the torch from Brody Mm -hmm. and kind of set things right. And, oh, Braun Strowman, have him be in there, too. So you have the three-headed dragon and then the clones from the other, the rest of the uh, broken Dark Order. And I wonder if you could give some tribute to Luke Harp or, like, Brody Lee somehow, like, with the name. Maybe that could be a whole, you know, thing. I don't know what, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, do we have to talk about Paul White? 
<laughs> no. Because he did save Tony Schiavone and son. At least he was not on last night's commentary, which doesn't make me scared that he's going to wrestle. And it looks like he's going to beat up on QT Marshall, Aaron Solo, and Nick Carmato. Eh, whatever. We're just going to. Can we just skip over that part, Greg? Are you okay yeah, with that? Absolutely. I, I'm sure you're dying to talk about Paul White and, you know, whatever. Yeah. Unless well, Tony Giovanni's son is ready to wrestle, then pass. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm guessing it'll be Dustin Reynolds and probably Big Show or Paul White taking on, you know, the Nightmare Factory now. Or whatever. I, who knows where they're going with that? They, they don't know what they want to do with those guys. Like, you know, this should have been dead in the water a long time ago, so. Yeah. But the fourth labor of Jericho happened. Uh, he beat Wardlow. Now we get the fifth one, which I think some people thought we would get a fifth <laughs> to lead to MJF. But I'm wondering if Jericho's schedule for touring <laughs> is not like it's happening before All Out. And maybe that's why they're not doing it All Out. So we're going to get MJF and Jericho, but Jericho cannot use the Judas effect, cannot have Judas, <laughs> which... You think the crowd is going to sing it anyway. I hope that they do, you know, just to kind of get him, you know. Um, you know, Sammy Guevara tried to make a save. Jake Hager tried to make a save, but Pinnacle came out. And then you just got it to MJF and Jericho. So how are we on the, the final labor of Jericho? Are we into it, not into it? Um, yeah, where do we think, you know, where do we think it's going? Well, we, we got what we want. We're getting our match. Um, I'd expect that uh, MJF would have that caveat in there. You know, nothing Judas related in the match. You know, we can't use Judas effect. You can't use Judas song, which is easy to, you know, work around. You know, have Sammy Guevara and his cue cards come out <laughs> with the lyrics. Everybody what if Sammy Guevara comes out singing it? <laughs> True. There's nothing to say you can't do that. Would be a good, he hasn't done the cue cards in a while, so maybe he should bring that back. Right. So he just writes the lyrics in the cue cards, walks out. The whole crowd is singing by the time Jericho's walking out. So um, that's an easy fix right there. And, uh, you know, he can't use the Judas effect, but he's still got the loss of Jericho. He's still got the code breaker. He's still got everything else at his arsenal. So, um, But this probably um, writes off Jericho. True, true. It's, it's time I, I to think go on tour. Picks up the win, and Jericho could get the win back a full gear or something, you know, whatever. Like, if he wants the win back. I mean, I feel like you ultimately should, but uh, it does feel like this will probably write off. Because I do think Fozzie will be here in September, the middle of September, for um, uh, a show. So maybe they're touring like the beginning of September. Maybe that's why, you know, he probably wanted time to get things ready and whatnot so um right do we think that there should have been a fifth labor or are you okay with this being the fifth labor i know some people were like thinking we should have had a fifth and then but it's still it makes sense to this order because i think that would have just been overkill like saying okay yeah. you got to be this and then you still got you know well yeah the only reason it would have made sense to have a a different fifth labor as if they were putting it on a pay-per-view and uh like you said with jericho's touring schedule it probably doesn't mesh um yeah. so i have no problem with seeing it the main event 
uh, of a uh, dynamite and you know give them enough time give them a good half hour have a banger of a match and you know everybody goes home happy i still wonder what's up what was up with jericho's elbow too because he must had a legit injury because he was on that elbow cast forever and i never really heard anything about what what was that all about so um anything else from dynamite that did i miss that you wanted to catch up on because i hope i hit everything no i think we got it all right let's do another um little pro uh not promo uh commercial break then we'll get into last night because smackdown had some stuff and of course rampage had a big thing <laughs> so yeah. we'll finish up the night and uh if they're building up rampage very big so <laughs> you're gonna have to figure out how you can keep that momentum going but uh let's do a quick talk with realty some rockstar realty with sean nugent and then we'll get into what happened last night what is up everybody it's your boy dan over at bwsports1.com and black and white sports and i'm wondering if you're ready to buy or sell that home now's the time and i got just the person for you mr sean nugent aka rockstar realtor himself 317-503-8322 put that home on the market get into your dream home with this man Talk to Sean at Talk to Tucker today, 317-503-8322. And make sure you tell him the boys over at BWSports1.com sent you. All right, so we are into Friday night. Like we said, now we, we got to – if we did have enough wrestling on during the week, Greg, now we have Friday Night Smackdown and an hour rampage to finish up our week. Uh, Thursday, if you really could, catch NXT UK – you have literally an impact. You literally have wrestling on every night of the week, which is so funny to think. Cause even in our heyday, like the attitude era and the Monday night wars, I never would have thought there'd be wrestling on every night of the week. So, and it still doesn't feel like it's mainstream, but that's a whole nother conversation down the road. So uh, SmackDown, we had John Cena. We had Roman Reigns talk and talk and talk and talk, and talk some more. <laughs> Um, who do you think won the war of words? I will say real quick too. How about John Cena with the CM Punk references? I mean, if John, John Cena is so meta, like it's not even funny anymore. But um, he, you know, he said maybe I'll I'll take the title in the crowd, I'll blow a kiss, and I'll go off. And I'm like, why did he just say I might as well put it in the fridge? You know, whatever. But uh, so who do you think Greg ultimately won the war of words? And then I'll give my own thoughts on who I thought won the war of words. Um, I'd have to give it to uh, Cena. It feels like he uh, he got him he got him by the slimmest of margins because once Roman got into it, you know he he got some he got some in on John too. Um, but uh, I wasn't a big fan of this whole show because it felt like a go home show already. Yes. Uh, there was so much talking, so much talking the whole show. Yeah. Promo after promo after promo, and not short promos, long promos. Um, Somebody and, literally said la the promo last night was 26 minutes. Like it was, that was literally the first half hour. We're, yeah. we're back in the, the corporate day, the, the authority days <laughs> when they were just. <laughs> Talk and talk, but I I agree. Was, John Cena just killed. I think John Cena killed Roman 
Like even yeah. the Nikki Bella line, I think the Nikki Bella line's too far gone. Like, like they've both moved on. You know, like if you would have done this right there fresh, maybe even yeah. a year into it, like this is, you know, because Nikki Bella's with the new guy and has a new kid. Like, like, and he's going to be, he's already turned a year. Like that's, it's like they've already, you know, I think that ship has already kind of sailed. But I thought, I thought Cena, like you said, it's weird because Roman seems pretty comfortable, but I didn't feel like Roman was as comfortable actually going against Cena. Like, like he already knew he was defeated in the war word, so he couldn't yeah, he catch did. that fire. But uh, yeah, John got some good stuff in on him about uh, breaking up the shield and running Dean Ambrose out of the company. And um, he just kept hitting him. He's like a heavyweight prize fighter. Just, hit him with the with everything and uh it was impressive to watch and you know how protected he was and um all stuff that was that's completely true when you look at it so um i was a big fan of this of this segment but, and all uh, the stuff that's a- been said to cena which is kind of funny i think that's why cena can give the fire because it's every you know he always brings it up. Guys say the same thing to him that he pretty much said to Romans. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, how about King Nakamura, our new and his second time Intercontinental Champion? I did not see that. I thought I saw it coming maybe down the road or if anywhere, but I didn't see Apollo Crews losing. So, what do you think about that outcome, Greg? I like it. Um, I didn't think it was going to happen either, but once they sent the seconds backstage, yeah, that changed my mind. Um, yeah, you know, can he beat? <laughs> yeah, can he beat Nakamura heads up um, with no help? And we found out that the uh, the answer is no. Um, it, I don't care how many times I see the Kinshasa, I always think it's going to come with the other leg. But uh, <laughs> yes, it, it, uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It is so awkward looking, but uh, it's still cool looking. So um, I liked it that uh, they went in and did the title change. And um, Nakamura's got crazy momentum going on right now. And Apollo's kind of, we're kind of over it now. Well, that's what um, I'm wondering. You know, like, where can Apollo go now? Like, do you think it's all derailed for, like, I guess we'll have to see how they play it out. But I, I do think. The lack of title defenses has kind of hurt him. Like even if yeah. he defended on on uh, SmackDown a couple of times, like you know, it, it's hard to remember that he was champion, and it's only been since WrestleMania, which you know still feels fresh in our mind. You know, that's what six four months ago, or five months yep. ago now. But you know, that's not a long. Like I guess we thought he wouldn't have a very long reign, but I did not foresee it. Kind of, you know, and especially right. The second or the well, the first match of the night because we had that <laughs> we had the the war of words as I said. So uh, Montez Ford and Dawkins got a win over Otis and Gable. I totally think they should have flipped that. I the Street Profits would have been over no matter what. Like I think they can take some losses here and there, and I wanted to see Otis and Gable pick up a win to kind of get themselves in the title picture. So uh, what do you think about that outcome, Greg? Uh, I feel the opposite. Um, I'm a Street Profits guy, and 
they were, you know, victims of the pandemic because they were super hot before everything happened. And now that, you know, we got crowds back, we got um, a problem in the tag team division that uh, it makes sense to start building up street profits again. Um, aside from the Mysterios, who else is going to challenge the Usos? And who else is going to be able to give them a great match? And I'd take the Mysterios out of the equation. I think the Street Profits are the only team that's going to give the Usos that match. Um, you know, Ziggler and Rude aren't going to do it. Um, and I don't think Otis and Gable are going to do it. So to set the Usos and the Street Profits on a collision course is the right move. And the only way to do that is to get Street Profits wins, not 50-50 wins, but yeah. wins, uh, yeah. consecutive wins, a lot of consecutive wins. And then, you know, you got your program right there. You got some smoking uh, promos. You got some great ring work. And everybody wins. And it can be like the New Day rivalry. It can, And it probably should do more for the Street Profits to kind of get them up, you know, a level. Right. So. I, you know, I can see it, but like I said, I just like fresh tag teams like Otis and Gable. Like, what is the point of the Alpha Academy if you're never going to win anything? Like, even winning the 24-7 title that one time would have been something to prove, you know, I guess until they do anything, like, what's the point? Because you just have Otis looking like a killer, but he's not doing, you know, he's not winning anything. So, um Seth Rollins gave a pretty good promo. No edge. Um, not much we could, you know, I think we're just looking forward to the match. I want to see how that plays out. And, you know, if we can involve Becky and Beth, I think that would be kind of fun down the road. But I do want to bring this up, Greg. So the Mysterious defeated Ziggler and Rude, but Dominique is totally turning on Ray sooner rather than later. I think with the pro, you know, like with Dominique saying, I got this dad and all that. Ah. Uh, yeah, I think soon after SummerSlam, we're getting Ray, the father and son um, feud going because I think we got to see what Dominic can do on his own. And, you know, especially if we could, like you said before, if we could involve Legato and maybe have Escobar kind of take him in, like I think that would really do a lot. So uh, do you foresee the the turn happening sooner rather than later, Craig? Yes. Um, yep. it's, it's how it's looking to be. He's kind of having that, um, that look at Ray that I'm sure every teenager gives his parents, yes. you know, rolling the eyes like, okay. And, you know, he's going along with it because this is that and he has yes. no choice really. And, um, you know, it's, it's the perfect scenario to step out on his own, but, you know, realize, you know, I can't do it by myself yet. I need my, I need some backup. And, you know, Legato is sitting there ready and waiting once their uh, takeover match is over. So, you know, unveil them on Raw afterward or SmackDown. Yeah. I don't know which, which show these guys are on these days. Um, on the SmackDown after uh, SummerSlam, you know, as, you know, the new faction and you know they go to war ray um i think it would be amazing and um 
help elevate Dominic, uh, help him look good, and set him on a great storyline. And we can really see if he can perform if he's yeah. got it. And you know the the fans are we don't know how the fans are just because you stand next to Ray Mysterio you're going to get cheered. But um, see if we buy what he's selling, you know, in the ring without uh, with Ray, without Ray, you know, they're going to get that response. They're going to get, you know, as a heel is going to get that heel heat. So it's still funny I'm, to think that this. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying I'm looking forward to to seeing what would happen once he does break off from Ray and, yeah. you know, try to make a name for himself. I was going to say, it feels like forever, but it's only been a year that Dominic has been on the like, because uh, that was last year's SummerSlam, him and Seth. Like, I still, <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, that was only last year because that was the same weekend that Adam Cole got Pat McAfee. <laughs> like, you talk about guys being in a debut match, like, you know, what better guys to wrestle in, you know, your your debut match. So um, crazy to crazy to how time flies. All right, Kevin Owens, Baron Corbin. We had Baron Corbin out there with his mom's cell phone playing. He had a square uh, Visa card reader that he got from somewhere. They talked about that too. Now <laughs> he's only asking for, yeah, he's <laughs> only asking for a thousand. So at least he's just you know he's kind of he's got down. Um, Owens kills him, you know, defeats him, which he should have. And yeah, so you know it just. Corbin is Corbin. I don't. I just don't know where we're going with it. <laughs> yeah, it it doesn't make sense. But like I said, my thing with the uh, once he's bankrupt, you know, all his debts are gone, his bills are gone, and he gets to start fresh and reinvent as somebody else. And maybe go off TV for a little bit and like right. repackage himself. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I can totally see a promo where he comes out and and celebrates being debt free, yeah. and it leads to something um, right there. So, like if Owens you know, stuns him and he writes him off for some time, so they can figure out what they want to do as the next. You know, like you said, mm-hmm. clean him up, get him a new white shirt. <laughs> Just don't go back to the um, the waiter the waiter outfit. <laughs> the the vest the the the, right. the vest and the the short you know the sleeve shirt so um and then how about well speaking of talking segments Greg that's how we finished tonight we had a little action we did have Sasha Banks come out there you know first we had Bianca or sorry Bianca Belair come out there oh wait we did forget to say Baron Corbin took off with the money to bank so what happens with that there you go um. <laughs> this, let's say it's uh, Big E's going to want his payback um, I don't think they're going to have a match for the briefcase because you know if that's all it takes to get a match, get or a match right he's just going to get it back but he's going to be so pissed off he's going to want to get it back or pay him back in the ring and at SummerSlam so it feels like a kickoff show kind of match which isn't fair for Big E, but it may be the best they can do right now with E not being involved in any type of program. So um, it could be the first match of the night or um, 
a kickoff show headliner. Um, now, but what it seems if, like that's what they were setting up there. What if Corbin tries to cash in? Big E grabs the, you know, and Big E just takes him out, and Big E does the cash in on Goldberg, and then Corbin just, you know, is off in whatever he's going to do. But you know, kind of builds into the the Finn Bauer or a Finn Bauer breaks, you know, does something to him. Like, yeah, you you feel like there's not going to be a match, but somehow. Maybe Owen stuns him. Maybe Big E sneaks in and gets his case back. Like, there's going to be some moment that Big E is mm-hmm. going to get the case back. I don't think – I think they'll play it off for at least the next week, and then Big E gets the case back. Like, I don't feel like they're going to do a, a match for it, or or maybe he wants a 1000 <laughs> Maybe he wants $100,000 for it or something. <laughs> he holds it for ransom. That's great. Sign a check <laughs> or, you know, whatever. He'll, he'll put it on eBay or something. So <laughs> – you know, have a mysterious um, bidder, and then it's just Big E is the bidder or something weird like that. So, um, but we had the war of words between Sasha and Bianca. I was wondering who Sasha would come out with, like, because you know she, she's like, oh, I got a plan, and it's just Selena and Carmella. <laughs> they tried to take out, uh, you know, Bianca. It was ultimately Sasha just getting the best of her because Sasha's going to lose. I mean, we might as well face it. Bianca's going to win. On you know Saturday, I keep wanting to say Sunday, but um, sad next Saturday, and yeah, I mean a good promo back and forth. They pulled out the girl a lot, <laughs> and you know bye bitch and all that, but not as not as strong as the beginning promo, but at least this was short and kind of sweet. I don't get, I mean, I get the idea of Zelina and Sasha or Zelina and Carmelo coming out, but at the same time. Sasha should be able to take care of Bianca on her own, right? She should be able to, yeah. Um, I'm not as convinced as you are is that she's going to lose the match, though. Um, I'm, and usually in the uh, the lead up to these things, whoever has the upper hand, you know, into the pay per view is going to be the one who takes the L, but. Um, yeah, I'm sensing heel Sasha in this one. Um, and not that people are off the Bianca trains. People still seem to be, you know, with it. Yeah. And they're super into this program. Um, but, you know, I don't know, something speaking to me about heel Sasha. And I'm not the biggest Sasha Banks fan. But um, I'm liking what she's doing. She, she's come back. Um, she is probably a bigger heel now than when she was when she was rolling with Bailey and so um, she seems a little more vicious a little more savage on the microphone and um, she's carrying herself you know a little bit differently Um, maybe taking her heel persona more seriously than when she was running with Bailey and they were kind of doing the clowny kind of stuff I mean that's the thing like you got to think they are probably just trying to they're probably almost trying to break each other up. Like, you know, like with New Day, I feel like New Day sometimes wants to just crack each other up. And I think Bailey and uh, Sasha just were something they wanted to do and they ran with it. And like you said, I do see the different side of Sasha, kind of like a refresh side. It sucks that all men and women can't get a few months off because, <laughs> you know, yeah. it, just think how recharged people would be. So, um yeah, well, that was SmackDown. Uh, anything, I think we hit up 
Well, we hit up, yeah, we hit up everything on SmackDown. Oh, now, well, there was, there was oh, something unrelated I that I thought of. Okay, um, no, you're good. Well, just a couple of things that uh, have, have popped to mind. Your yes. thoughts on the uh, the index skits? Oh yeah, we did. We did have the Johnny Kirk. I did forget about that. Sorry, <laughs> I do. It, I, I'm bad because I just follow ed, the the results, so I forget that. I mean, I love that the 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 you knew they were gonna follow them, you know, to the restaurant, and then we of course had the you know the kiss that we don't get to see. So I, you know, I loved it. It was real cheesy. Gargana with the whatever that wig was, like you know, <laughs> and the the right. weird accent he had. So yeah, I loved all that, and we'll see where that goes. Like we said, I think ultimately there'll be some way that they turn onto the side of index. They'll turn. Yeah, you know, they'll. I think it's gonna be Candace last, but I think you know it's gonna be Johnny first, maybe, and then it'll be Candace. Like okay. There were going to be something to kind of do that. So, yeah, I'm fine with what you did. You, I'm guessing you liked it too. Yeah, I thought the uh, the skits were great. And uh, from what I've heard this week, that uh, congratulations are in order for Johnny oh, yes. and Candace. Because so Candace, Candace can't be wrestling pregnant. anymore. She uh, right having a baby. Um, so this could signal the the shift somehow too. Um, but uh, like we said last week, this opens the door for so much stuff that they can do on that uh, that comic angle with Loomis in there instead of Austin Theory. And this is just a little taste of what we're about to get. So do we need to bring him um, back in too? Like, are we going to get the resolution to him being gone? Uh, I, show I up think he's going to one night. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. He's going to end up showing up on the main roster the night after um, SummerSlam or four nights after SummerSlam. Um, so uh, that was one thing. The other thing, which I was going to ask you about last week yes. that uh, I forgot about, was the fact that um, alluding to the Cole and O'Reilly match that apparently Adam Cole's contract is up at the end yeah. of this month. And it's going to so, be telling to see which way that goes. Right. And I, is he going to stay NXT or the, you know, all the jump. smart marks are saying that uh, he's going to jump he's ship gone. and go over and live in Britsburg on AEW. So. And then there's talk that he got offered like a million bucks. Like, I mean, that's hard to turn down, isn't it? A million? <laughs> like, Absolutely. I mean, is AEW good? Is a now the only thing with AEW, no matter the money, he'd be with his, you know, uh, girlfriend. I don't think they're married yet, so it makes sense, especially if you're touring. I pers- I want to see him get a main roster run, honestly. You know, even if it's a short run, and then you make the jump. But I don't like right now. With I think we got to see too. Is the Daniel Bryan stuff real? Is the CM Punk stuff real? Is Bray Wyatt, like, would he kind of get lost in all those, you know, shuffling? Like, I mean, you'd, you'd have to have a really good spot for him. You know, because yeah. Malachi Black is there. Like, the Malachi Black stuff is still big. So, I think he ends up staying. I think he's built, and like, 
I I know it's outside the ring, but the the um the relationship he has with Xavier Woods and Cesaro through you up up down down, like they do something every Wednesday. Now they've written off Tyler Breeze, <laughs> but he kept their title that he has. So I don't know, like you know, that's kind of tough to you know that's that's something to think about as well. Like I know it's it's like almost picking your girl, it's almost picking your friends over your girlfriend, but you think they got. Maybe they both have a house in Tampa that they live together. Or maybe they have a mid, you know, like set them in the middle. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, it makes, I've it makes sense that, uh, like, it, it makes sense that that uh, is a definite possibility. You know, uh, I don't think it's any coincidence that the uh, NXT headquarters are in Florida and Jacksonville isn't that far from far from there as well. So I'm sure they meet in the middle of quite a lot. Um, but at the same time, uh, I want Cole to leave for the sit for the reason that number one, he's been the face of NXT for four years. He's been the best thing in NXT for four years. And in four years, they have decided to bring him up to the main roster and see what he can do. Uh, the guy is money. Anything he does is, Ring work is above pretty much anybody, yeah. uh, probably on any other brands. And it goes back to this fit man and his old ways of thinking. If you're not 6'5", 260, 70, 80, and, um, you know, chiseled out of granite, that you're not you know, destined for big things. Um, and, you know, Cole is light. He is... You know, maybe 200 pounds soaking wet, but the guy is one of the best performers across all their platforms. And the fact that he has not had a run or two runs as world champion in on the main roster is a shame. Um, so I think it just speaks to they saw the old ways of thinking back there that they're. Uh, not taking the NXT talent as seriously as the main roster talent and recognizing uh, what a difference maker he would he could have been already and having him jump over to AEW where he gets that creative control where he gets to um, have these fantastic uh, matchups potential matchups with the roster there now who are more his size is not the land of the giants like WWE is. Yeah. Um, imagine him in there with Darby Allen. Imagine him in there with CM Punk. Imagine him in there with Daniel Bryan. All the guys who are his size. Um, and um, you got a world of opportunity for him. And I don't think he had a problem fitting in because everybody knows who Adam Cole is. You know, the AEW is built off of indie wrestling talent. And he's one of the kings of indie wrestling. And the bowl um, club. <laughs> right. Which he was a member of, the leader right. of. So Absolutely. And, and that's why the Bronson Reed thing is so interesting. Because if they're going away from the smaller guys, why did you cut Bronson Reed? Like, yeah. you know, that Because that, that's the rumblings, too. I don't know if you've seen that. Like, apparently, you know, they want to go back to 6 eight. 275 guys like you know um other you know uh, unless there's 
you know, like you said, an Adam Cole or, you know, Daniel Bryan type that's out there, you know, they'll give them a look or what. But now I'm seeing, I'm hearing, I'm not seeing, I'm hearing that NXT wants to maybe go back to bigger guys and whatnot. So, you know, it's, I, I could see him leaving, honestly, but at the same time, it's like, I at least want him to try, <laughs> you know, see what he could do on the main roster. Cause just to do, you know, if they want yeah. him, that's the thing. Not too. sure he's wanted to also, but yeah, you know, it's not him that makes the decision to exactly to go up. Yeah, and that's, true. that's the problem. As long as the power structure is what it is, he's not going to get a fair shake. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's get into last night <laughs> rampage. We kicked off the night with. Um, Kenny Omega defending the Impact Wrestling Championship, both titles, because he has the TNA title and he has the Impact title because of Moose, who brought in the TNA title, and then they already had the Impact, whatever. <laughs> you know, it's it's weird how they're still doing that. Against Christian, the crowd was into it. Uh, the steel chair got involved. That's when I'm like, oh, you know, the Young Bucks are going to help Omega win. And then once Omega bit the chair, I'm like, holy crap, they're going to pull the trigger on Christian winning the title. Now, to me, what does that say to Impact wrestlers? Like, none of them could pull the title off of Kenny Omega. It took an AEW wrestler who can go to Impact Wrestling and defend it, which he will. He's already going to defend it, by the way, Greg, at... um, TN or Impact Wrestling's emergence, which is happening against Brian Myers, formerly Kurt Hawkins. We can debate that <laughs> down the road, but yeah, anyways. <laughs> uh, but what does that say? You know, if I'm a TNA or sorry, if I'm, if I'm an Impact Wrestler, I'm probably thinking none of us could have beat Omega for the title. So you're going to have an AEW wrestler beat him for the title. Like that just seems, I don't know. Like, and like you said, what is Chicago? How are they going to, you know, because like we heard the booze, like we wanted Hangman Page in that spot. Like it, the story was right there. Now, if Hangman, you know, if he's going to be, you know, his wife maybe is induced labor then, okay. You know, but it's just, you put in Christian and I don't know if that Chicago crowd is going to be as receptive as the, the, um, the Pittsburgh crowd last night because the crowd was into it. And it was a good match. You know, there's there's so many pinfalls, near falls, V triggers kicked out of, you know, the Young Bucks get involved. But now, you know, it just, I don't know. It it feels like if I was an impact wrestler, I'd be like, this is kind of weird, you know. And who knows if they know the workings of the relationship because we still haven't seen any crossover <laughs> other than the Good Brothers. Like, you know, you might as well have the Good Brothers on AEW now. Because it feels like <laughs> that's all they are. You know, I think they've shown up on Impact as well. But, you know, you've done nothing with the knockouts. No other wrestlers have been, uh, well, I guess New Japan guys have been able to. But no Impact wrestlers have been able to show up on AEW. So what is the whole point of the relationship if it's so one-sided? So, I mean, good for Christian. <laughs> he got to win a title. I mean, you know. But for me, I'm like, I mean, I'm not an Impact wrestling guy. But I still got to think one of those guys should have beat Kenny Omega for the title. Uh, what do you think about how it all unfolded last night? Um, 
I thought the match was was decent until the end. Um, well, they really picked it up um, that last, you know, five, six minutes uh, of the match. Otherwise, it kind of dragged on for me a little bit. Um, And I know you want to build up to that crescendo at the end, but uh, it was a very long buildup. And I'm not a fan of Christian's matches anyway, but um, the, the ending was worth sitting through. It's like a a movie that kind of drones on until you get to you're you know, the, the big segment at the end and you get your payoff and you're like, okay, now I feel good uh, about sitting there for two and a half hours. Um, so it was kind of had that feeling of it for me. Um, I like it because I'm hoping that this pushes Christian over to impact and we don't see him anymore. <laughs> or if we do see him. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we do like, see him more, it's very little. Um, and I was hoping that uh, with him winning the Impact title, that it would leave a vacancy for uh, All Out, but he's still going to challenge Kenny at All Out, too. So, yeah, if I was an Impact wrestler, I'd be offended that, uh, you know, I didn't get a shot. And now that you have a new champion, I still don't get a shot at him because he's going to try to get another belt. Um, so possibly with uh, this upcoming week being the go-home week before um, All Out, right? This is the go-home no, week? No, we're, that's, that's September 5th. We're, we're okay, still so we still got two weeks. weeks. It's still I possible. That... Orange Cassidy in the background, though. What you, you know, we, we really didn't talk about that. I mean, is he yeah. going to go for the Impact Wrestling title and really screw up things? <laughs> that I don't want to happen. I did notice him st- standing back there. Um, and he was ringside. Yep, so, and he's probably thinking, I can beat Christian. Um, but I don't want Orange Cassidy on Impact. So yes. it's um, – I see what they're doing right there, and I like it to an extent, but – a, I don't want Orange on Impact, and B, I don't want Christian to beat Orange. So yeah. it's uh, it's curious to see what he's doing there. Um, or could he take out, I guess this is way out of the box thinking, take out Christian before the match at All Out, and then he wants to slide into the match against Omega. That would be great. <laughs> I'd be down with that get, for sure. Could we get freaking Orange Cassidy beating Omega for the title? Because that would be really interesting to me. But that means it's not going to happen because it's way too interesting to me. <laughs> hey, not, you want I'm, you want a bigger pop than CM Punk? Give Orange title Orange the title win over uh, Omega, and yeah, the, the and just like put his hands in the, the and like. Best friends have to put the title around him, so he came in like, put yeah. So maybe that's the direction because there has to be some reason why they they had Orange Cassidy ringside for the match, and they had him in that background, you know, lurking. So that has to play something. I think maybe they're realizing that Christian and Kenny Omega at All Out. If you've already done it, what's right. the point of doing it again? 
Right. You know, I so. mean, Christian is going to be the belt collector now. Um, no, no. Um, and what's more confusing is why it's t- there's a TNA Impact title and a TNA TNA title. Um, I don't because Moose either. Moose was the holder of the TNA title is what I gather from like Twitter stuff. And he, when he showed back up in Impact some like a year ago, he brought the TNA title with him. But they had Rich <laughs> Swan, I think, was the Impact, Impact Wrestling champion. So they now they, yeah, they have both titles. That's how I kind of, yeah. I, I think right. Moose ultimately belongs in WWE because he's friends with Apollo Crews. He's friends with Tazawa. I think he's friends with like half the roster. So I think he'd be better suited in WWE, but that's a whole nother talk as well. So um, how about this though, Greg? Flago de Sol loses the TNT title match. So he loses the contract, right? Nope. This is, <laughs> this, to me, this is a WWE thing. Like, yeah, we've seen it happen. Like I, I always brought up the Cruiserweight Classic. Cedric Alexander lost. Triple H comes out and shakes his hand. Like, we knew, oh, okay. And I'm like, I don't know. I, and I don't really care for Fuego de Sol. I get everybody in, in, in AEW loves him because everybody was like, the tweets were flying from wrestlers of AEW. So he must be doing something right, you know, backstage or something. But it seems kind of dumb to lose a match that says you were going to lose or you weren't going to get a contract. And then we're going to give you a contract anyway. Which obviously was going to happen because he's been on TV so much. But any thoughts yeah. on that aspect? <laughs> yeah, it is very WWE, and we saw the same thing just happen with Drake Maverick. So, yes, um, there's your example right there. Um, and even during the match, I think it was Jericho that says he's like two and fifty, yeah. but everybody loves him. So it's a uh, I think everybody knew it was coming because that guy's not going to beat Miro. And, um, you know, he loved the match. You know, he started with those Tornado DDTs, and they sold it. The announcers sold it like it was the greatest thing ever, and they gave him, you know, five minutes of hope before Miro crushed him. And um, it was uh, predictable, but, uh, you know, feel-good ending, so... You know, it is what it is, but, you know, that they took the page out of the WWE playbook on that one. And even if you would have had Miro lose, like, by DQ, so Fuego wins, doesn't win the title, but wins his contract. And I think yeah. they played that up a couple times. You know, maybe you have the next person who's going to feud with Miro. Um, you know, so. Uh, when do we think Lana shows up with him after her 90 days is up? Absolutely. You know, he shouts I mean, her out every promo. and uh, He does, yeah. She's probably yeah, like in jail. She probably thinks she's in jail and she's marking down the days on the calendar. <laughs> right. You know, like it's going to be like their, their wedding date again. So it'd be awesome if they came out in a tank too, just to make that everything full circle <laughs> about that. So maybe right. they could get the Shotsky, Shotsy and Tegan tank and just have Miro driving that thing. So. Um, and then finally, we saw Red Velvet lose, of course, to Rip Baker. Chris Statler came at the end of the match. And then um, I believe her name is Jamie Hayter. She was on TV a long time ago, they say. 
And then she comes out to the defend Britt Baker and help her out. So that's what I was saying. I think they realize Britt is so much better served as a heel. I mean, if you don't have Rebel available, this gives another kind of hench woman for Britt to use and gives this Jamie woman like a, a step up already. So uh, I do think we're going to get Chris Statlander and um, Britt Baker at all out. And I still don't know. I, I, I guess it's probably Jade who's going to ultimately probably come up against Britt and take her out because it feels like they want to build Jade up card card Jill. So um, what do you think about the ending stuff there? And I mean, the match was okay. You know, it, it didn't really do much for me and it, you know, velvet was getting booed, but I think ultimately red Velvet's going to be the hero <laughs> out of all this. And well, Chris Statlander will be uh, red velvet. I think will go back to dark and elevation and just pick up some wins there. But Statlander is going to get her real first feud now, you know, as a singles wrestler. So, mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was a good match. Um, you know, it lasted a lot longer than three minutes. Um, yep. And uh, I, I like, you know, the work from both of them. Um, you know, in Pittsburgh, Britt's going to be the hero, whether she's a heel or a face, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, again, goosebumps at the, at the pop she got when she came out um, because the whole building, I'm sure, was rocking um, when she walks out, and um, it's like a Steelers game. Of course, <laughs> yeah, the black and gold everywhere. She's wearing the black and gold, um, and I like the ending because it showed that you know this is my city, and I'm you know the favorite. I'm the you know loved hero here, but I'm still the heel, and I'm gonna get this work and put down this baby face and you know be savage about it and just underline i'll steal the heel or still the heel um here and um she did that and then she also did it that by you know beating up stat later and um showing you know these are two distinct sides you know even though it's in pittsburgh and they're booing Statlander everywhere else they go in the country. It's going to be the other way around. So um, I was curious if Chicago will be finicky, and do you think they'll cheer on Brit? Uh, probably. The, it, Chicago is famous for being contrarian and rooting for the uh, the anti heroes, and especially if she comes out in like the Bulls gear that she's had before. Like, yeah, they might they might need to give her like some. Um, well, I was going to say the Pacers used to be the Bulls. Maybe some Knicks gear. Maybe they could have like orange and blue gear made for her to kind of look, you know, like the the rival of the the Chicago Bulls and kind of play that, you know, play that up. But because uh, I want Statlander to get a nice ovation in Chicago mm-hmm. at All Out because, you know, now that she's come back from injury and like I said, she's almost like kind of snuck in the back door like, just picked up these wins, picked up momentum. The crowd loves her, even though we don't know what the hell she is. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> it's just like you talk about a gimmick, like, and she plays it up. So um, I thought a good debut show. And like we said, next Friday night, it's kind of, whoo, I don't know what, like, I think he's coming. But then that part of me is like, well, he's not going to come. 
Like it's a, like, and if he doesn't come, the internet's going to explode. So it's like, yeah. or if he does come, like either way, like it's going to be, you know, I, what is your official prediction, Greg? Do you think CM Punk shows up next Friday night? Yes, I think he does. It has to be the way they've been putting over. We're coming to the United Center. We're coming to the United Center. Yes. Chicago, Chicago, at the end Chicago. Of the night, and it's going to be at the, the end of the night, right? It almost has to be towards the end. Yeah, yeah. If you're gonna bring out your your mega star attraction, yeah, <laughs> you make them wait till the end, and then you 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 give them what they want, and then you send them home wanting more. Um, and hopefully, he can come this... out the cult of personality, like that. Yeah, you know that's what we know him for. Um, yep. I'm and sure. that's what everybody, um, you know, is not owned by WWE. And um, yeah. I remember Hunter. In one of those promos with Paul, he said, "You know, we paid them a whole lot of money to be able to get that song, so oh, yeah. um, it's uh, it's only fitting. I, I think it's going to happen, and it's going to happen on this next show because you can't you can't give it all these clues and sell it so hard, yes, and because that might turn them off or anything else. Yeah. You know, you." You made all these clues that we're going to get it, and then you don't give it to us. So, and you feel like that would hijack the all-out show, almost in a absolutely. way. If you don't, or if you don't do it this, I mean, and, you know, and I feel like it'd be almost not too late. But that Friday before All Out, like you said, we can't give them. I guess you could throw a match together on All Out, but this gives it some time to breathe. Because unfortunately, right. TNA are um, sometimes AEW, as we know, on their shows. Don't let to let things breathe, and hopefully they'll learn that you got to debut him. Just let it all, you know, hit the GTS on Darby, or not. Don't even hit the GTS on Darby. Maybe just do a stare down, you know, and right. let the right. people want that. Let yeah. him come out. Let him cut a promo, and then you know maybe Darby interrupts, but you know you get the ooh moment going yeah. on right there. And, or just shows up know, on the front of the stage, does a sit down, like it doesn't right. say anything, you know. The the old, we're gonna wait. You're gonna have to tune in next week. So, or wait till they might even make it. You know, they might make him wait till that weekend of all out. Uh, yeah, because that would be the fifth. So we're still, yeah, we're still one, two, three, two weeks, two weekends away. So, um, yeah, but so they, that I'm gives sure the time. Hunt, yeah, yeah, that gives the time to, you know, introduce it. Um, give the people what they want, and then instead of having him debut it all out and just do a promo, you can have him in a real match, and you know the place is going to go even crazier getting him for uh, 20 minutes than a quick five-minute uh, spot at the end of the show. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm sure he's always I, – I was going to say, I don't remember how long it's been since WWE's been in the United Center, so – That'd be kind of cool. Like you would think he's like, other than Wrigley Field, I'm sure that's the second place he'd like to debut. You know, like he does love his Cubs. So I'm sure if he could have, maybe they could have done a show at Wrigley Field. Maybe they'll do that next year, you know, uh, all out <laughs> right. at Wrigley Field. So um, yeah, next Friday is a, uh, I'm getting goosebumps just trying to think about it because it feels like it's all the momentum's there. And yep. who would have thought we'd see him back? Like on like, but I always thought it would take the right company, the right 
moment, the right, you know, everything had to fall in line. You know, it wasn't just going to happen. <laughs> like it, it really took some time. So, and I just want to see if he, he still got it. I mean, that's, the, you know, yeah. you think about the end of his run at WWE. I'm sure he wants to rewrite that, you know, getting out the Royal Rumble, like 12th or whatever it was, like he was towards the beginning. And then, then we never, you know, he was gone. Like <laughs> it's like a cowboy riding off in the sun. You know, he didn't even get to ride off. So, you know, do a year, do six months and, you know, go to all, go to double or nothing and then finish off the right way. So um, yeah, that's always why I wanted him back in WWE. Cause I felt like he knows he has the unfinished business there. Now, maybe he's not that type of person, but not many people aren't that type, you know, like they know, you know, what they want to do or that, you know, how they want to finish things. So, um, yeah, we don't have good images of him right now with with yes. him walking away and then he walked away to go to mixed martial arts and he lost both of his fights and, you know, some of his street cred is, was lost. Uh, so the last images we have of him are him losing or, you know, just walking away and say, I'm done with this. Uh, so he's quitting. So this would be a good time for him to come back and, you know, start winning and start speaking for himself instead of us having to listen to obscure, uh, radio clips and, you know, reclaim his name and, you know, his, his moniker, best in the world and, you know, show he's still got it. So, um, and maybe this lets got, the fire back up to get him yeah. re-energized and, you know, like we said, and I, like I said, just finish the right way. Cause you got to, like I said, they, you got to think a little bit in his mind. He's got to think I didn't do this. Like I did this, what was right at the time for me, but so many years have passed. You wonder if you want, you know, have to think about that. So, all right. Well, we will uh we'll see next saturday what we're talking about uh it's going to be interesting to you know see if uh what things unfold and well we got predictions <laughs> so we might have to talk i was going to think we were just going to do a prediction show greg we might have to talk up <laughs> rampage next week and yeah. you know and kind of see things but uh we will for sure do SummerSlam nxt uh, i think Brittany will join us for the SummerSlam. I didn't know if I was going to force her to try to do NXT. She can always stay on and shoot the breeze with us if she wants. Um, but I thought giving her SummerSlam would be enough enough work for the week. So, uh, yeah, we'll have yeah. her on. I've messaged my friend Jay. Uh, we'll see if he responds back to that. And we'll have a good old time and celebrate the year anniversary of Super Kicking with Steven because uh, last year's SummerSlam was my first show. So uh, nice. <laughs> it's all it's all come full circle. So um, thanks for watching. Any last parting shots you'd like, Greg, to throw out there? No, great time as usual. And uh, I expect to have a whole lot to talk about next week after we see uh, this next <laughs> rampage. I figure it's going <laughs> to take over half the show. But uh, I'm excited for it. And, you know, we're getting some we're finally almost at SummerSlam and very excited very excited and then into all out and it's just things are moving it's you know now football wise you root for the panthers being a carolina guy or do you root for somebody else oh i'm a chargers fan through and through so oh that's right Chargers. sorry okay well the panthers yep. and the colts 
had a practice yesterday and apparently ended in a, a pile up. So I was curious about if you nice. heard about that. But yeah, I know these these summer practices always end up in some sort of like like did the Giants had a big brouhaha? I guess like, that was among themselves, not against the other team. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing. Like it's like the Colts. I think it's happened a few times. Like I don't know these training camps. I guess because it's that first real hitting you're doing and you're just amped up. But it's always funny how these, like you said, infighting, like, uh, cause right. they, they said the coach was just so embarrassed. And like, I guess he was just like spewing every, <laughs> every word he could to try to, you know, get them on the same page. But uh, yeah, I saw, I saw uh, ESPN of course, covering that. Cause you know, they care about their markets. So, uh, but next week, SummerSlam predictions, NXT predictions, anniversary show, CM Punk debut, question mark. <laughs> so it better be. Join us next week. <laughs> Guest on board. Uh, we've never met Brittany, so it'll be fun to have her on. Uh, I think she's a fighter, so we could talk to her about that. And yeah, yes, and we'll just, whew, we are, we're ready. So I might have to get some of that uh, rogue energy. Eh, eh, how'd you like that? Hey, I don't play the game. segue like that again so we're gonna have to end <laughs> this broadcast because i want to go out on top nice so thanks for watching <laughs> get you some rogue energy i was watching that commercial and i saw that oreo one i might the i might have to get on that oreo one because i love me some oreos double stuffed have you seen the most stuffed one greg that's like this much of cream no yeah it it's like it's like a package of like five or something because it's literally like two full cookies worth of cream. It's just yeah, just type like go to your store and look for the most stuff. And it is, I mean, it's a pretty good size. It's almost like a ice cream sandwich. <laughs> so I've not tried it yet, but I do love me some double stuffed. I gotta go right. double stuffed because I love my cream filling. But uh so yeah. Um Talk to you guys soon. If Oreo wants to sponsor us, I will gladly hawk the hell out of that stuff. Absolutely. Me too. <laughs> All right. Have a good Come one. Come on, Oreo. <laughs> Peace.